Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Good morning. A blessed Lord's Day to all of you. Today we are going to continue through our journey through the Gospel of Matthew. But first, let me tell you a personal story. Many of you knew that I grew up with my grandparents, both my grandpa and uh, grandma on my mother's side. My grandpa, uh, or my Kong Kong, uh, as I used to call him, Kong Kong, loves branded and expensive stuff. No? He likes uh, either branded clothes, yung mga lacoste, yun yung gusto niya, no? He likes imported cigarettes. And even, you know, mga genuine, wallet, genuine leather na wallets and belts. And lagi niya pinapakita sa akin, he always explains to me that, you know, sabi niya, the more expensive means the more quality. He always tells me that. And, you know, he always asks my aunt to buy him things that he needs whenever they are going abroad. Kasi gusto niya imported yung mga gamit niya. You know, one time, and um, he told my aunt he needs new set of underwear. Brief, no? But my aunt forgot to buy for him. So what my aunt did was she went to Monumento, alam niyo sa Monumento, where my grandma used to have a karinderia there, no? And there, she brought my Kong Kong a set of underwear yun, which she bought from the streets. Alam niyo yun? The ones they sell on the streets on Cariton, nakabox in Ralph Lauren. Okay, alam niyo yun, no? And then, she puts a, and then she put a price tag on it, indicating that it was more than a thousand pesos, those three uh, uh, set of briefs na yun. And then she gave it to my Kong Kong. A few weeks later, she, uh, my aunt dropped by our house and she asked my Kong Kong, how was the underwear that she bought for him? And he said, Ho, 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 chinkalaya, yasong na. It's so comfortable to wear. Meaning, and he says, Higip po, taisi yaho. Meaning, the fabric was obviously high quality. Galing monumento yun. It's a true but funny story. Uh, that my aunt told me uh, uh, during the, when my, 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 my grandpa passed away, uh, that teaches an important truth to us. That price tags can be really deceiving. Price tags can be really deceiving. It usually does not reflect the true value of an item. And yet, tayo, we people are always drawn to the more expensive and luxurious things. Ay, gusto ko niyan, yung mahal, yung maganda. And we think they are worth every cent. You know, Jesus also teaches, uh, sto- uses stories like this to teach important truth from the Bible. Uh, important truth to His disciples. In fact, they are the more popular and beloved stories of many people from the Bible. We all know them as what? Parables. Diba? We all know them as parables. And here in Matthew's Gospel, he compiled all of Jesus' parables about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. As I pointed out a number of times already this year, the kingdom of God is central to the message and ministry of Jesus. 
He proclaimed the coming of the kingdom of God to the people and His disciples. His first, his first words of His ministry is, Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. He taught His disciples to focus their prayers in seeking God's kingdom. That's why in uh, our, the Lord's Prayer, ano yung umpisa? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. And using parables, he taught them what the kingdom of God is all about. Jesus used parables to explain to the people what the kingdom of God is or about. Just like here in our passage today that we have just read. And his other parables, examples, the, Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seeds. Or the kingdom of God is like a grain of mastered seed. Everything, he, everything else he taught about, like forgiveness, salvation, eternal life, all points to the kingdom of God. So, what is the kingdom of God? Graham Goldsworthy, a Christian scholar, defined it as such. He says the kingdom of God is God's people in God's place living under God's rule and blessing. The kingdom of God is God's people in God's place under, living, uh, under God's rule and blessing. Basically, he's saying that to seek the kingdom of God is to trust and follow and submit to its king. The kingdom of God is about seeking to follow and trust Jesus Christ. And you know, through these two parallel parables that we read earlier, Jesus was teaching His disciples the true cause and the true value of the kingdom of God. He wants His disciples to know the true cause and the true value of trusting and following Him. So, I want you guys to keep your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 13. If you have your uh, physical Bibles with you, please open them there. If you're using your cell phone, your iPad, it's okay. You can... Uh, uh, Open your Bible apps to Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 to 46. And let's find out what is so, why is the kingdom of God so costly and so valuable. Are you guys ready? Can I see a thumbs up if you guys are there? Okay. From the, I won't be flashing on the screens the verses from chapter 13, okay? So I want you guys to open your Bibles. Now, you know, these are two of my favorite parables because they are the shortest among Jesus' parables. One, or two, one and two uh, verses respectively. And yet, even though they're so short, they carry a very important truth about the kingdom of God. In fact, actually, I just used this parable last Sunday as an exhortation in a wedding I officiated. You know, these two parables are actually parallel parables. Okay, nakabulol. Parallel parables carrying the same lesson about the kingdom. And you know, in the Bible, when things are repeated, when, things, uh, when, when the, the writer arranges it in, a, in parallel, it's actually emphasizing some, something. And Jesus, using two parables to teach one lesson, tells us that it is one very important lesson. Let's look at the parables. If you look at it, both of these two parables tells us of a person in search of something. The first is a man in search of a hidden treasure, while the second was a merchant, a businessman, in search of fine pearls. And 
in these stories, in these two parables, both of them found what they were looking for. And upon doing so, what they did is that they sold everything, everything they have just to acquire what they wanted. The man sold everything he has to buy the field where the treasure is hidden, which is, what, uh, which is obviously what he needs to do to acquire the hidden treasure beneath it. While the businessman, the merchant, in the same way, he sold everything he has to buy that single pearl, one pearl that he has been searching for. Now, one of the things I learned studying narratives in the scriptures, even parables, or other stories in that matter, for that matter, is to look for the tension and the surprise in the story. What is surprising in the story? Ano ba yung mga surprising? Ito yung mga twist and the moment in the story that makes you scratch your head. Bakit ganun? Bakit yun ang nangyari? You know, the, fi- the Bible is filled with these tensions and surprises. Just like when Moses led the people uh, 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 to escape Egypt, maraming routes papuntang promised land, and yet, God led them to a dead end, the Red Sea. Sa dami-daming daan, bakit naman sa Red Sea? Mapapakamot ka talaga ng ulo. And an example of Gideon, Gideon and his 300, he started with thousands of men to fight for battle. Pero ano sabi ni Lord? Bawasan mo pa, bawasan mo pa. Bawasan mo pa, 300 na lang against a thousand. Bakit? Surprise, tension. No? And like choosing David. You know, when Samuel went to Jesse's house, isa-isa from matanda, pinila, ito ba yung chinus ni God? Ito ba? Hindi. Ito ba? Hindi. Until umabot na, meron pa palang isa. Wala siya dito. He's in the field. He's my youngest. Ang dami-daming mas matanda. Pwede yung eldest, bakit yung pinakabata? You scratch your head. No, these are the tension and the surprises in the story. How about in our story today? What is the tension? What is the surprise in these two parables? What is the tension? It is the fact that both the man and the merchant, what did they do? They sold everything they have just to attain what they have found. You go to any business school, they will not teach you to do this. Imagine this, your spouse calls you one day uh, from the phone telling you, quick, no, pack up all our stuff, pack up all our appliances and furnitures and our jewelries. We are selling all of them and withdrawing all our money from the bank. We are buying this piece of land somewhere. Imagine. What would you say to that? What would you say? So, honey, wait, wait, wait. Are you crazy? Diba? That's the obvious response. Who would sell everything they have for a piece of land even when you know there's treasures hidden in it because you don't know how much a treasure is worth anyway? Who would sell everything they have to just buy that one piece of pearl? You know, if that didn't surprise you or make you scratch your head, then I don't know what will. Now, what would make the man sell everything they have just to attain the treasure and the merchant to do the same just to buy that one pearl? I can only think of two reasons. And these two reasons must come together for their actions to make sense. The first reason is simple. 
the treasure, the treasure field and the pearl cost that much. Mahal talaga siya. It will cost them everything they have. It costs everything that they own for them to be able to own it. If it did not cost that much in the first place, why would they need to sell everything they have to get it? What? They were so happy and they said, ito, keep the change, you can have everything. No. The reason they have to sell everything they have is simply because the land and the pearl cost everything they have. And by this, Jesus is teaching us what it will cost us to live in the kingdom of God. What is the cost of trusting and following Him? And He's telling us it will cost us everything that we have. Jesus told His disciples the same things, uh, uh, the same thing a few, year, a few chapters later. In Matthew 16, verse 24, He said, Then Jesus told His disciples, If anyone would come after Me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow Me. Deny yourself means everything that you want, you let go of it. Take up your cross, it's like you're surrendering your rights. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Brothers and sisters, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Jesus is teaching salvation by works. Eternal life is a free gift of God to the people of His kingdom. It cannot be earned. It is given. And to enter the kingdom has also been made available by God for those who believe. No payment because it has been paid for already. But to live in the kingdom of God has its implications. It has its implication in our life. That is, we lose all our rights we have to let go of all our possession, everything we have in submission to the King. Entering God's kingdom is free, but living by God's kingdom will cost you everything. Let me repeat that. Entering God's kingdom is free, it has been paid for, but, but living by God's kingdom will cost you everything. It will affect how you live here on earth. And let me tell you, it will affect it in a very uncomfortable way. Let me ask you, let me ask all of you, how has following Christ cost you? How has following Christ cost you in your life? You know, I talked to some of you I know some of you have given up an opportunity to be in a loving relationship. Giving up love life because you know that relationship will not be pleasing to God. I know that some of you have given up hanging out with your friends, with your barcada. Or some of you have, you know, have denied yourself of traveling alone with your girlfriend or boyfriend because you know it will cause you to sin. I know some are struggling financially in their business because they want to do it the right way for the Lord, which is very hard to do in our country. 
I know that some of you have left your ambitions, your dreams, your career because you chose to follow God's leading in your life. If you have done that because of your faith, let me congratulate you because chances are you are living for God's kingdom and that's why it's costing you so much here on earth. I remember Pastor Edmund Chan saying, where you live determines how you live. Where you live determines how you live. And when we live by, in, and for the kingdom of God, it will definitely cost us greatly here on earth. Brothers and sisters, in Christ, living under His kingdom, following Christ, will definitely cost you. It will definitely hurt. If your faith in Christ haven't cost you anything, then maybe, just maybe, you are not following Christ at all. Jesus teaches us the great cost of living for His kingdom. It will cost us everything we have. Just as the hidden treasure and the pearl cost the man and merchant everything that they have. Now that we understand the first reason why they sold everything they have, and that is because it cost them everything, we go to the second reason. What would make these two people sell everything they have for that treasure and for that one piece of pearl, aside from it costing that much? The second reason is simple. Because it is worth so much more than everything they have. Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is worth, wala dapat yung ajan, is worth so much more than everything we have. If the treasure and pearl is worth less than everything they have, then both the man and the merchant are foolish or even crazy for every, selling everything they have just to get what they want. Or if the treasure and the pearl are worth the same, or maybe even just a little bit more than everything they have, then actually, ano, they're just wasting their time and effort. Ni mabilis magbenta ng lahat ng gamit mo. It's not. So, the only reason why they excitedly sold everything they have to get that treasure and that one piece of pearl is simple. Because both of them knew what they get, that what they get in return is worth so much more than everything they have. What Jesus is telling us in this, in this parable is that the kingdom will cost us everything we have, and yet, the kingdom of God is worth so much more than everything we could ever have in this life. That is the point of the parable, the incredible worth, the incredible value of God's kingdom. Now, the question becomes, how is the kingdom of God worth more than everything we have? Paano mo alam, pastor? What makes the kingdom of God worth so much more than everything that we can have in this world? You know, this week, we have just heard the tragic news of the calamity in, in South Turkey and Syria of how a 7.8 and a 7.5 magnitude earthquake hit different city, cities at 4 a.m. in the morning causing so many buildings 
and structures to collapse while people were still sleeping and then trapping most of them under a heavy pile of rubble. Last night, the death toll has already reached around 24,000. They say it might reach 30-plus. Whole families, families dead. Meron pa nga ako narinig, a newborn baby orphan immediately. Orphan because all of his family died. You know, this reminds me of how life here on earth is so fleeting, so temporary. We work so hard to buy beautiful homes. We strive to build a family, to build our own legacy in this world, to set up our businesses. But you know, with just a blink of an eye, they can all be gone. One day they're there, the next day they might not be. What we live for, what we work so hard for, can all be gone, just like that. I also hear news of so many people, so many employees from tech industries that are being laid off. Thousands of ITs and programmers from Google, from Meta, from Amazon, etc., all high-paying salaries, and they're losing their jobs. You know, and marami yung kakilala, they want to study programming kasi yun yung mga high-paying jobs. And yet, now we see that they are being laid off. They've studied so hard, worked so hard to get there, gain experience, and yet, without any fault of their own, wala na. They're being let go. You know, the tragedy in Syria and these things just reminds us that everything here on earth is temporary. Our lives, our loved ones, our families, our children, our spouse, our parents, our riches, our houses, even our careers are only temporary. And yet, we love to pursue these things. We all love to pursue temporary things which only brings temporary happiness and satisfaction here on earth. This reminds me of what Jesus taught His disciples in the Sermon of the Mount. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 19 to 21, He says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Yes, and on, on this earth, everything will be lost. Sabi niya, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Why is the kingdom of God worth more than everything we have in this world? Because everything in this world is only temporary. It's only temporal. While the blessings of the kingdom of God is eternal. Yes, Following Jesus will cost us so much here on earth. When we follow Jesus, we might be losing so many opportunities to build and live a luxurious and comfortable life here on earth. But you know what? Jesus is teaching His disciples, it's okay. Because our life here on earth is only temporary. It's temporal. They can all be gone with a blink of an eye, with just a snap of a finger. But the rewards... But Jesus is telling us the rewards of following Him 
is eternal. That's why he taught his disciples in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 to 12. He said, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven. Brothers and sisters in Christ, have you been suffering in this world because of your faith in Christ? Is your faith costing you so much in this world? If so, Jesus is telling us, don't worry. Jesus is telling us, your suffering here on earth for His sake is all worth it. It's all worth it. Jesus is teaching us through this parable today that pursuing His kingdom, pursuing Him, is infinitely more rewarding than pursuing the treasures and the pleasures in this world. Because everything in this world Everything this world offers are only temporal. But our Lord rewards us with the eternal. That's why the kingdom of God might cost us everything. But it is worth so much more than everything we have or could ever have in this world. Because following Jesus will bring us blessings that will last forever. He's telling us that the kingdom of God is worth so much more than everything we have. Finally, there's one more thing I want to point out about these parables. Yes, Jesus used parables to teach people about the kingdom of God, but we must also understand why he taught in parables. Bakit God, why does Jesus use parables? He actually explains it to his disciples. Look at your Bibles, okay? Medyo mahaba, kaya hindi ko na nilagay sa PowerPoint. Because I know you're opening your Bibles. Look at it in Matthew chapter 13, verse 10 to 13. Okay? There he explains why. Okay? He says there, Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has more, will be, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. That is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Basically, what Jesus meant is that he taught, he is teaching in parables to either further harden the hearts of the unresponsive and at the same time to draw a response to those who are genuinely receiving his word. To the unbelieving, they are the secrets of the kingdom. They will not understand. The secret is kept from them. But to those who believe, they will respond in obedience to his teachings. That's why in all of these parables, God wants us to respond. In, in fact, you know, most of his parables about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, here in chapter 13, if you look at it, almost all of it differentiates the people who are either receiving the word fully or not at all. Look at the parable of the sower. 
who talks, uh, which talks about the four soils. All of them receive God's Word, but only one receives it fully. The three soils are rocky, either uh, uh, full of weeds or on the road. People who receive the news of the kingdom, and yet they do not respond. Look at the parable of the weeds. The wheat and the weeds. Jesus is saying that in our world, some will be weeds and they will be gathered into God's kingdom and some will be weeds and they will be burned in the time of harvest. Harvest. Look at the parable of the net. He says, they cast their nets, they catch everything, but not everything they will get. Some they will throw back into the lake. You know, in these parables, Jesus is teaching that some people will receive the kingdom and some people will not. And even some would seem that they do receive the kingdom, but actually, they don't. So here in the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price, Jesus is not only teaching about the incredible worth of the kingdom, He also wants to teach His disciples that just like the man who found the treasure and the merchant who found his precious pearls know the immense value of what they're getting compared to what it will cost them. They know the true value. So, so does the true disciples of Christ know the true value of His kingdom. A true disciple of Christ knows the enormous value of following Christ and they are willing to pay any price for it. True disciples of Christ know the true value of His kingdom. I know that some of us here have always struggled to follow Christ in our lives. We are afraid to what it will cost us. We are afraid that it will cost us our family. We are afraid that it will cost us our future We are afraid that it will cost us our ambitions and our dreams when we follow Him. But you know, Jesus wants to teach us today is that following Him is worth it. If you are a true disciple of Christ, you should know the true value of His kingdom. If you are a true disciple of Christ, you should know that He is worth it. In Matthew 16, verse 24, kanina basa natin to, Jesus told His disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. What a heavy price to pay in following Jesus. But you know, before that, three verses back, back in verse 21, it says, From that time, Jesus began to show His disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chiefs, chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. What do we see here? What do we see here? We see here that before, before Jesus even told His disciples to give up their lives to follow Him, He is already telling them that He will first give up His life for them. 
Indeed, I will not deny, Jesus' call for discipleship is a heavy burden. It will cost us everything. But what makes it worth it? Because He first gave His life for us on the cross to die for our sins so that we might be reconciled to God and we can be part of His kingdom. And that's what He did. His life for yours. His life for yours. You see, true disciples of Christ know the true value of His kingdom because they know that Jesus is worth it. They know Jesus is worth it. Yes, in our world, things are usually worth less than its price tag. In our world, things are usually worth less than its price tag. But with the kingdom of God, it's actually the opposite. It is worth unimaginably more than its price tag. A true and a true disciple of Christ knows it because they know Christ is of the greatest value. Christ is that one precious pearl that you will need and would ever want in your life. Nothing else will compare. They know that following Him is worth it. Not only because He gives eternal rewards, but because He gives us Himself. Because He, Jesus our Lord, is the greatest reward we can ever get in this life or in the next. True disciples know, true disciples know that Jesus Christ is worth it. How about you? How about us today? Do we know the true value of Christ in our lives? Do you know the true value of Christ in your life? Have you experienced it? Oh, we truly hope that you would. I hope that you will experience the great worth of Christ and you will one day say to yourselves, to your children, to your family, that Jesus Christ is the best thing that had happened in your life. If you haven't, then we invite you to come know Him, to come trust Him, and to come follow Him. Shall we pray? Father, indeed, we thank You for You have given us the greatest thing that we can ever have in this world and in the next. And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord. For indeed, He is the greatest blessing. He is the one who gives us life. He's the one who offers us forgiveness. He's the one who will never leave us nor forsake us. He will be the one to usher us in your future kingdom. So, Father, we pray that as we come worship you every Sunday, we will know the immense value of what we have in him. 
I want to invite those who haven't accepted Jesus Christ in their life. If today you are convinced that Jesus Christ is the best thing that can happen in your life, that Jesus Christ is the one who can save you from sin, if Jesus Christ is the one who can lead you to a life of everlasting, offer you forgiveness, I want you to pray with me. Father, I know I am a sinner and I need a Savior. I know I have been chasing the treasures and the pleasures of this world, but I know that they don't bring satisfaction. Father, forgive me for my sins. And I receive Jesus in my life as my Savior and King. Help me to experience His love. Help me to experience His promise that He will be with us and will lead us in the path of righteousness and will usher us into the kingdom of God. Father, I profess that I am a sinner. And I profess that you have given your Son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sin on the cross so that I can be part of your kingdom. Help me to live by it and to trust and follow my King from this day on until forever. In His name we pray. Amen and Amen.